Hey guys, this is Rome back with Noville Podcast. I'm speaking with Monique, um, and I'm very excited about this conversation today. Monique is someone that deals in something that I find extremely interesting. Um, she's with Learn Play Sign, and they do signing. And Monique, if you would not mind, could you just tell our uh, Noville audience a little bit about yourself, please? Well, hello. My name is Monique. I am the founder and owner of Learn Place Sign LLC. I am a Black Sign Language interpreter. I have been interpreting professionally now for, uh, in May it'll be seven years, but I have been learning the language pretty much since I was a kid. Um, I started out just, uh, my mom, she actually went over to UT and she was taking some um, sign language classes as a foreign language. She was just teaching me just how to finger spell and this little baby signs as a kid. And um, I kind of just became fascinated in it. And then as years went on, um, I went through college and kind of fell into some majors that weren't necessarily the right fit for me. And um, so I kind of went into education, early childhood education, and um, took my first sign language class. And then I fell in love with it. But I, re I refound sign language at actually church, um, Overcoming Believers Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Took a trip up to Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana and um, Pastor Arnold actually preached for behind um, or preached with, I should say, um, I think it was Johnny McKirkland. And we were able to sing um, back up or whatever. But it was interesting because I really wasn't even really that, you know, intrigued with Donna McKirkland. I was more interested in seeing these black interpreters that I had actually never seen before and seeing them being active in church and being able to see deaf people actually responding. I thought that was just really cool. So I kind of just talked to my pastor about it. I was in school and kind of trying to figure out life as a young adult and flunking, to be honest, and trying to figure out where I wanted to be in life because I knew I was, I was educated, but I just wanted to kind of figure out which route I needed to take. And if it wasn't for Pastor Arnold saying, just take one class and see how you do, see what you do, don't give up on college. And I did, and I got an A and then continued to take classes and I've really been on honors since then. <laughs> Um, but yes, so that's a little bit, I'm, I'm a professional interpreter now. I work full time and I'm currently a student over at UT, um, University of Tennessee in Knoxville, um, studying ESL studies there, American Sign Language Studies. And um, I'm a professional interpreter, but I'm actually wanting to be able to teach on the post-secondary college level. So I'm working towards mass, my master's degree and beyond education at the, after um, I retrieve that. But that's kind of a bit of a starter. Um, I don't know if you want to know about learn place sign, but now that was developed, if that was a question or not. Um, well, it's all encompassing. Um, I will say, and I apologize, I had a little bit of issue with on my side. And so you might have mentioned this when I was trying to get the sound level right. Um, oh, okay. When you, the, so right now you're going to UT to further mm -hmm. your education in this field, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Okay, and where did you say you first started taking the uh, courses for I this? I first started at Pellissippi taking ASL classes. Okay. Um, and then from there, I actually graduated with early childhood education from Pellissippi, but then um, I didn't want to teach. So I decided that I want to go back to school and I transferred over to Georgia State University. And from there, they actually have like a, plus two program where you can get um, your associates or your bachelors. And I went for the associates in sign language interpreting. 
Um, and then from there, I just kind of worked for several years and developed my skill. And there's a, a certificate, it's not really, a, I guess you could say certification, but it's a skills performance test uh, for education, educational based interpreting. And I've taken that and scored, um, you know, satisfying scores to be able to work in the school system and whatnot. But I just decided I wanted to go back to school. Um, and I was over at Georgia State, but they, I was, I'm actually, I was in my senior year. I was there last semester in the fall. And um, they just kind of weren't showing much, me much love over there as far as the scholarships and really advocating for the students. And, you know, only had two semesters left, but they weren't really supporting me. So that's why I decided to transfer over to UTK. And since then, they have a, actually a phenomenal program for interpreting and sign language in general, master's, doctorate, bachelor's. So it's really good. Got you, got you. And uh, once again, if you had already went over that, I do apologize. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm glad you reiterated it because a lot of people uh, might hear you talking about what you do and, you know, be intrigued and want to know how they can sort of follow that path as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started out at Philadelphia. I actually didn't mention when I went to school, but that's a great question because there's it's hard to find schools with sign language. But luckily here in Knoxville, there, you know, there's the Institute for the deaf um, in South Knoxville. And there's also Pellissippi who provides the ASL program and um, UT who has it. And I've heard possibly a Christian school is now offering ASL classes. So it's definitely becoming more popular and it should continue to be in the school system because it is a language, it is a foreign language. And it's benefited me because, you know, since I've learned sign language, I'm able to understand English a lot better and just the concepts behind English, so. And people probably don't think about that. Um, it's called ASL. I'm assuming mm-hmm. is that like American Sign Language? And if so, does that mean to speak to someone internationally, you would need to learn like a, a different type of signing? Yes. So there's American Sign Language, which is what I know. But there is also, um, you know, different um, types of sign language within like there's like, um, you know, African South African Sign Language. There's like... Um, um, trying to think of another, like BSL, which is like a British sign language. And then, you know, the one I've been advocating for here recently, which is the Black Sign Language, um, is starting to become more popular and people are recognizing more, but that is actually a language as well. Um, and then, you know, just pretty much wherever you travel to, like even in like the Spanish communities, there's sign language. And then within, you know, because there's different forms of, of, of speaking Spanish. So like even with there, there's, you know, different types of sign language within that. So, um, I'm glad you mentioned the the different variations because that's something, you know, people don't really think about. The more people become comfortable with a, a certain type of communication, the more they're going to sort of adapt it and change it to make it more their own. Um, mm-hmm. And you were saying that the uh, African-American sign language is something that you've been advocating for what would be the difference between that and say American sign language? Um, and it is the African-American sign language something that is respected as far as um, scholastically? Okay, so it's actually um, referred to just as black sign language, um, just BSL, B-A-S-L, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> B-A-S-L, uh, black sign language or uh, Black ASL, I should say, excuse me, Black American Sign Language is what it, the actual acronyms are for, B-A-S-L, Black American Sign Language. 
But um, it actually started um, back in the day, you know, when there was slavery, segregation, things like that. Deaf people also went through that same type of experience where um, pretty much there was the white deaf school and there was a black deaf school. And at the white deaf school, you know, they had the whole history behind um, deaf culture and history is a whole thing because they've all, you know, the whole thing is that they've all been experiencing when it comes to like um, oppression and things like that. But to focus on the black, there was worse when it comes to oppression because they weren't able to have, you know, the same type of materials and things like that and considered as less than. Um, so when it came to sign language, they weren't allowed to, you know, learn, you know, the same type of sign language and things like that, or even learn, you know, ASL during that time. So they, you know, in their dorm rooms, whenever they, you know, were finished with school, because they were, you know, pretty much said that they couldn't even use their hands to be able to even communicate. They wanted them to be able to hear, even though they couldn't, and be able to learn orally and speak and things like that. But in the dorm rooms, on their downtime, they were able to communicate using Black sign language, and it developed and became a thing. And if it, it is recognized, there are books um, and things like that, scholarly articles, um, but um, it still needs to be more recognized because there's a lot of pushback behind it. And especially when it comes to the racism, people think that black people are just making up things or just trying to create their own, but there actually is a true history behind it and um, a reason for it. So that's what I've been advocating for is just to say that black sign language is a language and you know, really trying to find those deaf people who still use it because there are some but we're not finding them, you know, I haven't personally found them yet. I've just seen them like on articles and things like that. So and to be honest with you, I want to be able to find where the Black deaf community is here in Knoxville. I just know one person right now that I know I can um, contact, but other than that, I don't know any other Black deaf person here in Knoxville. And I know there is a community. Okay. Um, well, first, I mean, that's fascinating when you talk about the history of it, because it's that's one of those things that is probably there's such a, a a deep history there that nine times out of ten people will just completely be unaware of um mm -hmm. cuz it's so easy just to lose things to history and especially if you put uh impediment on communication um mm -hmm. you know people just don't know stuff so i'm glad you actually mentioned that that's something i actually would like to look into as well. Um, mm -hmm. If you, you can, like... um, there's a book actually ahead, called the, um, yeah, it's okay, I, I interrupted you, but there's a book that um, that's kind of been floating around social media and it's been out for a while, but it's called The Hidden, Tre Hidden Treasures of um, Black American Sign Language, BASL, B-A-S-L. And um, I purchased mine over at Gallaudet University, but I know they have it on Amazon and things like that. So it's just, if you just even just YouTube, um, Black Sign Language, um, the treasures of Black Sign Language, you'll be able to find uh, videos on it and kind of explains a little more about it as well. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think this is, um, let me, let me, how do I want to ask this? So I know in schools, and you might be able to educate me on this, you know, you have to take a foreign language class, or at least you used to, I'm assuming they still do that in schools. Mm -hmm. Um are you aware of or have you ever heard of uh, American Sign Language being able to be like a language elective and say like a high school? Because that's something I think that yes. could really put someone on a track to, you know, yes. find a profession. Here in Knoxville, not so much. They're just now kind of coming around about it. And I hope myself, I honestly, I'm actually going to have a meeting on um, 
Tuesday to be able to get Learn Play signed into the Knox County school system. But um, no, it definitely needs to happen here in Knoxville. But in California, I've worked there and it is recognized as a foreign language there in California. And those students, like the younger you are, the younger the students are with learning sign language or any really any language, the more proficient they are. And they are really good at a young age. And it's like, wow, like you guys can literally go get a job. Like you could be in college and also like do a little interpreting if you wanted to on the side. <laughs> Have you found it to be the field itself, something that, you know, can be lucrative or is it something where you'd probably have to have some sort of supplemental to support like a family or something of that nature? Um, no, the pay is pretty good. Um, starting out, of course, if you're like really new, especially like what I was just mentioning about the high schoolers, they would have to like um, probably find some type of like mentorship and things like that to actually really get going. But once you become, you know, professionally certified and, you know, um, you know, have all your P's and Q's, and um, how about your, I should say, all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Once you have all your certifications and everything, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty well, hey, it is. You know, you'll be able, you should be able to take care of your family and still be able to have a little. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's, that's wonderful. So is that, is, um, is one of the benefits that you get out of uh, developing like this program um, is helping kids sort of find their passion and in, in signing or like what made you be like, I want other people to be exposed to this. So let me create this program for it. Well, Learn, Play, Sign came because I have uh, my oldest son. I have a four-year-old and a five-year-old and my oldest, Josiah, um, he's actually autistic. But um, when he was younger as a baby, um, he was not speaking, babbling like I, like he should Thank goodness for those education classes that I took in early child development. I knew the stages of from birth all the way up to, I believe, kindergarten we learned. And I realized he wasn't necessarily um, thriving in certain areas when it came to speech and just um, things like that. So I started teaching him just sign language so that we can have some kind of communication. So um, his first language is sign language, by the way. But I just, um, during that time, I was you know, trying to figure out life. I was a new mother. Um, just trying to really make my way as a mom with two young boys, a son who I really, you know, I knew there was something wrong with him, but I just, I won't say wrong, but I knew there was something going on with him, but I just wasn't sure what it was. And um, so I just, you know, just decided I wanted to develop Learn, Play, Sign because you can still learn regardless, um, you know, no matter how, whatever your mental capacity may be, you know, you're still able to learn. And so I'll just really advocate for that because with sign language me and my son were able we're, he speaks now uh he's still a little speech delayed but just being able to just communicate us together and then I, I named it learn play sign just because um with my son you know he's able to learn but we're having to learn through play because you know sometimes sitting still especially at a young age is tough it's really hard and if, if you add on you know being autistic or ADHD or ADD whatever it may be um the plus it makes it a little bit harder. So that's why I wanted to have play so that you're just coming to learn, but you're also playing through that learn, through learning um, or learning through play, I should say. And um, the signing is just, you know, you learn to sign. So it's all, it's, it's, it's just a fun thing. So I like to incorporate music as well. And um, really, especially for the, for the hearing students, I like to, especially at their high school age, I let them pick out their own music and stuff. I tell them there's no cussing allowed though, but 
pick up their own music and I like to crank it up and then literally have them like, you can't hear anything that I'm saying. So now you have to use your second um, sense to be able to understand what I'm saying. And then, you know, so just learning sign language that way. So it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I think it's a dope idea and the students seem to love it. So when <laughs> they're able to learn, they yeah, don't even definitely. realize they're using like an auditory skill as well because you're having to hear the music and understand, you know, because most of the time when you're learning, you're still, you know, vibing to your music. So you're hearing, so you're developing that skill to be able to hear while also, you know, learning your sign language. So if you decide to become an interpreter, you know, that skill is kind of already there a bit just because you're learning to listen at a different level. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Um, and I, I I wish there would have been something like that around, you know, when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. Because, Same. you know, it's one of those things that is, even if you, it, it's a skill that you never know might be like, very beneficial financially, um, health-wise. You know, it's just something that there's no downside could go to deaf. knowing. <laughs> Anybody could go deaf. Anybody could be hard of hearing. Like my grandmother, she's she's you know perfectly fine hearing, and then as she got older, now she has hearing aids and really can't hear at all. You know, and this can happen to anybody. Like anybody could easily just become hard of hearing or deaf. So why not already have the skill, or just why not want to learn the skill so that you can communicate with somebody else? and learn their stories and become friends with them because most of my friends are deaf to be honest with you or in the interpreting community or deaf community so hey, it makes sense but no that's that's <laughs> yeah that's the the perfect mindset to have because you never know you definitely never know um mm -hmm. let me so let me ask you this have you this seems like something that you could definitely um sort of get your message out obviously visually um have you started getting on like the social media platforms to sort of like uh, get out there the tiktoks and things of that nature like how do, how do you navigate stuff like that i do i use instagram um facebook and tiktok um but i won't there's there's always somebody who's does it better or more than you but i am out there and trying to get the word out you know so I, I've had a couple shares in the past and some videos that go kind of semi-viral, but um, the consistency just isn't there. So that's what I'm working on now and just, build, just building a consistent audience. So I'm happy to Learn Place Sign has finally, I won't say finally, but Learn Place Sign has now um, gained more than 100 followers. <laughs> so that is something to be proud of. So we have more than 100 now and working on our way from there. And it's not, you know, I decided I didn't want to pay because you can pay for followers. I don't want to pay for followers. I want people who genuinely want to know and, and learn and be a part of the deaf community and actually really, truly, genuinely care and want to make a difference, you know, to actually like it and not people who just, that I just pay for them to, to have the likes. They're not even active, you know. I can definitely appreciate that so much. Um, everything you said there is just so, I feel like you're talking directly to me, literally, literally and figuratively. Um, yeah. When you talk about the whole followers thing, like when you like, oh man, I'm past a hundred. Oh my God. But you know, these are all like organic. It, it is sort of like a, okay, I'm, I'm sort of getting traction a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yes. <laughs> um, and it, it is very tempting to uh go out and shell out the bucks just to get the the blue check mark or whatever it is um, right because I, i've been there's features on stuff 
Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it on like Instagram and I'll be like, okay, I'm on the Noville Instagram and I'm like, okay, I see this page did this. Like, where's my button to make that like that on my page? And it's like, Oh, Hey buddy, you gotta have 10,000 follows before you can do that. I'm like, why? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like yeah, a whole I'm, bunch of people that you don't even know. And then, then the comments come and I just, I don't want any of that. Right, right. <laughs> I want genuine support. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, we're just we're gonna keep plugging away. Um, go ahead if you don't mind and and let us all know where we can follow you or where we can um like, subscribe, and all that jazz. Yes, for sure. So you can find Learn Play Sign if you just put hashtag Learn Play Sign as in one word, you will find me. Or you can just type in literally on Instagram at learn play sign i'm there or on facebook um learn play sign llc but pretty much yep that's how you find me this hashtag learn play sign even on google learn play sign it i should pop up and um i know with the pandemic and everything going on you know people aren't really trying to go places um I would think this is something that if you wanted to you could do virtually as far as like coming to you to try to learn or like how does that work oh yes so i usually use zoom platform um for learning or just you know working and things like that but online is definitely there's a lot of like you know ways you can even do it through facebook if it comes down to if the person doesn't even have a zoom account but yes using online sources so with the learn play sign um, format, is there an age range? Is there like a, okay, they're probably aged out or is it available pretty much to everyone? Everyone. I have it broken down into groups. So I had the babies um, from like, I said about four months, but really you don't really see true involvement until they're able to really sit up and kind of move a little bit. But um, about four months to um, about two to three years. And then from there, the three to like four-year-olds will be together. And it just depends on how big the class is as well. Because sometimes you can even put like the four-year-olds with the babies. It just depends, you know, the class size. And then from there, you know, like the school age, like the five to seven. And then um, 10 to middle school. And then the high schoolers, of course, settle together. And, and then um, college and adult age there'll be one. And then even there's a play on to learn play sign just so that people kind of know, but there's a sexy side to it. It's not 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 all like children based, if you know what I'm saying. There's an 18 and up version of it too. I don't know if you've seen some of the podcasts that I've been um, kind of on with a company called House of Body, but they're um, a very sexy company. So we have the play of um, learn, play, and sign, if you get what I'm saying, so. <laughs> I think I think I get what you're talking about. Yes. All right. Um, Well, first of all, let me just say, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I really am um, fascinated by the fact that this is something that pretty much is like everyone can be involved in this. Um, Mm -hmm. And at some point, like you were saying, anyone can have hearing loss. Anyone can have hearing problems. I'm just sort of fascinated. No one else has had this mind state or this, this 
the thought to do this before yourself because it seems like a no-brainer like why would you not want to learn sign language why would you not put it in a format that's like <clears throat> excuse me um fun you know music based and it seems like it's almost tailor made to this mm-hmm. time and split time and space <laughs> of like um social media mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes so i'm hoping it's it started it's definitely starting to catch more eyes so um i'm definitely preparing for the for the up for the upping i don't know what to say but i'm just preparing for that for that uh, the development well, ma'am, I do once again appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to say to our people before I, I let you uh, go tonight? Yes, that deaf people are just regular old people, just like you and me. They can do any and everything, just sometimes they just can't hear. And even some of them, you know, maybe have a little bit of hearing. And um, pretty much to have patience, hire deaf people because they are great workers. Um, and, uh, you know, support Black businesses, support Black deaf victims. Uh, businesses and um you know education is power <laughs> hey most definitely most definitely that's one of the truest things that have been said tonight or of all time education is indeed power yes. um, <laughs> i do want to thank you once again for uh talking with us tonight um i'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording